His son is here on a particular reason and this particular season, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with exchanging places and passing off that baton in that 440 relay. Or that half a mile, that 880, or that mile, and it's passing off. You take that baton, people, from us, you keep on getting up. Go ahead. I want to bring to the podium always a wax hatchet. Wax a hatchet. Alaska, no, fight. Wax a hatchet. Test it. Huh? The YouTubers of YouTube. Huh? Brother Ben, let's just give him a round of applause. I can't believe it. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah who intervened in our affairs in the person of Master Father Muhammad, who when I looked at the scripture in the Bible, fulfilled two scriptures for me. One was, it says in Matthew, for just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. So he fulfilled the scripture of a man coming from the east to the west to save that which was lost. Came 9,000 miles. Some of us this morning didn't even want to come nine miles to the mosque. Didn't want to go nine miles to the church. Didn't want to go nine miles to the community meeting. But he came 9,000 to save us. So I'm forever thankful for his sacrifice. He came like a thief in the night. That's number two. Any brothers or sisters in here ever been a robber before, ever been a thief before? Don't raise your hand. But when you go into the store, when you're going to try to steal something, you want to hide your identity. You don't want nobody to really see who you are, so you got that mask over your face. You know, you got that do-rag over your face, however you do it. So he came looking as a white man, but he actually wasn't a white man. He had a black father, and knowing that the black man is the original man, we can produce all. With black being the dominant gene, white being a recessive gene, we can produce someone that looks light-skinned, even with blue eyes, even with blonde hair, because we are the original man and woman. We are the true mothers and fathers of civilization. So he came like a thief in the night because he didn't want to be seen, but he was taken back, which was stolen. You know how some of us black people are sometimes. You got to borrow back. Chris Tucker said one time, he said, you ever gave a black person something and you had to go borrow it back? Like, man, let me go and get my, 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 uh, my, uh, my iron, man. Let me get my iron back. So he's stealing back what was his, man. He's stealing back what was the God's, man. I'm so thankful for him. And he rose up for us, an example for us. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who only had a third grade education. And I love saying this part here because many of us think we have arrived because we got degrees. You know, I got a Ph.D. degree. I got a bachelor's degree. You know, I got this associate degree. And many of us, we think we are down and we think we're nothing because we don't have degrees due to what society says. But I always like to say he may not have a degree, but we didn't go to the degree that he went in saving our people. We didn't go to the degree that he went from saving us from being pimps, saving us from being prostitutes, saving us for not even knowing who we were, who we were as a people. We didn't go to that degree as a people. He said that he was taken out of the junk pile, cleaned up and put back on top of the junk pile to be an example for us all. So those of us who have Ph.D. degrees, master degrees, bachelor degrees, we should look at that and say we need to be far more advanced. We should look at that and say, why aren't we in the position that he was in 1930 and 1940 and 1950 that we are today? 
we need to figure that out. Who education do we really have? And the minister said most of our children don't really see themselves in the picture. That's why they aren't, they aren't interested in the education. In fact, he did a demonstration. He said, if I took a picture of this whole room, who's the first person y'all going to look for? The first person you're going to look for is yourself. But they don't show us who we are in the scripture. They don't show us who we are in the Bible and the Quran. They don't show who we are in the school system. So that's why we don't think we're capable of doing anything. But we got this education. though. I got the degree. Mama proud I went to do. But I got $50,000 in debt. So he is an example for us. All we need is the word of God and the will. And we can be successful. And I thank them for the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan because I didn't get a chance to see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or Master Farrakhan Muhammad, but I believe I, I, get, I got to meet a piece of them through the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan. He called one million men, y'all, not for a Jay-Z concert, not to go see the baby, okay, not to go see Lil Wayne, not to go see none of the modern day rappers that we have, but to call men for atonement, to call men to come together to be men again. To call men together to come out and unite. There was 80% Christians, I believe. Now, I was only one years old that time. But I got the reports, okay? I got the reports. And they said it was 80% Christians, but see, he's not really worried about the religion or the titles. He said, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, every good Christian is a Muslim, vice versa. Well, how is that, Brother Ben? I thought we were supposed to be against each other. He said, a Muslim is one who submits their will to do the will of God. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094 will give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. A Christian is one who is crystallized in oneness with God following Jesus Christ. Well, when you look at the scripture, Jesus said, not my will be done, but thy will be done. So when you look at a man, they all the same. He said, your mother said three plus four equals seven. Yours says six plus one equals seven. And mine told me seven plus zero equals seven. And because we got all these different equations, we all beef with each other because we got different equations. But he said, if you get down to the root knowledge and not the branch knowledge, you will see we all get we all get into the same answer. Seven. So that is the mission of us is to unite with our people, no matter what you claim, no matter what set you claim. You know, we get into religion. We are like the gangbangers in the street. You know, what set you claiming? Man, look, man, we all one. Do you want to see black people free? Okay, then let's unite. He has been unwavering in telling the truth. I've seen this man break down crying one time telling us about the wicked army, about the wicked government. He has exposed so many things and he's even been around people from the stories that I heard and he knew they wanted to kill him. He knew they wanted to destroy him, but he said we have to love our people more than they hate themselves. So I want to greet you all with, in their names with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language of assalamu alaikum. Man, I want to thank uh, Moss number four, uh, Sister Brenda, for sending me the emails, all of the emails. I want to thank the two brothers that picked me up from the airport, took me to the hotel, and of course, Brother Student Minister uh, Kadir. So can you please give them a round of applause as well? And give yourselves a round of applause as well because y'all didn't have to be here today. So I want to first start off with how I came into the Nation of Islam. I was a little 
basketball player. I was an All-American basketball player in college. I uh, thought I was going to be playing basketball until I was about to minister age. Uh, but things changed. You know, I was at a school called Cedar Valley, and a brother named Brother Malik Muhammad came and spoke at my school about the role of the male and the female. Um, and, when he so, and when he spoke about the role in the, of the male and the female, I asked him to become my mentor because he also was into entrepreneurship as well. Uh, so he had his own school, um, had several consulting businesses and things of that nature. All of his children homeschooled, graduated at the age of 15, already was in college in teenage years. And, you know, that was something I wasn't, you know, I didn't know nothing about that. We graduated at the age of 14 and 15. I always thought it had to be 18. And so uh, what attracted to me, uh, him to me at first was the entrepreneurship side, the business side, because I didn't flip drugs. I wasn't flipping weed. You know, I wasn't selling crack, but I was flipping hot Cheetos in school. You know, I, you know, I had the big book bag. They thought I was smart. I just had honey buns, Skittles, Starburst, everything in my backpack. So I don't know if y'all, do y'all have a Sam's Club out here? Well, you know, Sam's Club, you know, you can tell your mama to go get the wholesale snacks. And I'm setting it for a dollar at the school, so I was always doing for self, even when I was in high school and middle school. <laughs> so I asked the brother to become my mentor, and he invited me to the study group. And I didn't really know what the minister was talking about during the time of what must be done, because, you know, he started to talk about the Syria uh, wars and all. And I wasn't into wars, man. Look, all I knew was the pick and roll. We're going to run play number two. That's all I knew. When he started talking about overseas and wars and international affairs, I didn't really know. So what really got me was Muhammad Ali's interviews when he was in the Nation of Islam. So I saw how he was an athlete. I was an athlete. He was humorous. You know, I like to be humorous and I have my personality and things of that nature. So he's the one who really helped me come into the nation of Islam because I saw, oh, you can be an athlete, but you can still be bold. Oh, you can be on TV sitting right next to the white man, but still be very bold right in his midst and have them laughing as he's talking about them. So, so uh, that what brought me into the nation of Islam. And then uh, after I began to see the minister's lectures on YouTube, that's what really brought me in because after I watched the lectures for myself, he answered a lot of my questions about God. He asked my questions about Jesus. He asked my questions about the Bible, things of that nature. And when I first heard that the Bible was 25% history and 75% prophecy, that really opened my mind up. Because you know how we do when we get a little conscious. We say, oh, that stuff didn't happen back in the day. You know, well, it really didn't happen back in the day. You know, that is only a sign of what's really happening today and I miss right now. So when you look at Cain and Abel, well, you may not be able to find a grave per se, but when you're able to become successful, when you're able to start achieving your goals in life, when you start to be able to accomplish your dream, you're going to have a cane in your midst that's going to be jealous of you because, because God is accepting your gift. God is accepting something that you're doing, and because he's jealous of you, he's going to want to kill you. When you got a Jesus in your midst, when you got somebody in your family who's giving life to the dead, when you got somebody in your family who's making the blind see, making the deaf hear, making a dumb speak, you're going to have a Judas that's just upset. This mad that you being successful. So you are that's how you are, that's how I look at the scripture, y'all. When I'm looking at it back then, I'm not looking for something from two thousand years ago. I'm looking for somebody and I missed today. And I'm also looking at myself. Yes, so when I heard that, man, I started listening to the minister. That's the reason that I do the YouTube videos the way that I do. I look at his lectures because I know I know we're not gonna listen to a whole three hours sometimes. Unless you're a trucker, you know, you, you drive trucks or something, it's easy for you. But what I do is I take the minister lecture, it may be three hours or four hours, 
but I chop it up in little sections so you guys can find it a lot easier because that's what helps me out. Because if I'm going through something, I don't want to listen to it necessarily the whole three hours. I just want to get this part right here that I need about domestic violence, about uh, uh, smoking, about entrepreneurship, about whatever I'm going through. It should be easy to uh, uh, access it. And so that's how I try to set my YouTube channel up. So after I start listening to the minister do that, uh, and then, uh, of course, Brother Neri, that's what really brought me into the Nation of Islam and how it wasn't necessarily a religion as well. It wasn't something spooky. It wasn't something that you can pick up on Sunday and then put right back down on Monday. You know, I've seen that a lot, you know, in the Baptist church, you know, growing up, you know, we only go to church on Easter. You go to Easter, you're going to have your new suit on Easter. Christmas time, you may go then as well. But it wasn't really a way of life. It was more so something that you just do because people say to do. And then we condemning our brothers and sisters in the street because they not coming to the church. But then you acting just like them on Monday. So that's what attracted me to the Nation of Islam. And when I first came in, it was amazing to me because I thought that I was going to wake everybody up in probably about a week. Because it, it was so simple to me. I'm like, okay, heaven and hell is not a condition on earth. It's a condition of the mind. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, our people live in the slum because the slum lives in the mind. Okay, that makes sense. Then the brother started asking questions. He said, they said the, moon, the sun is 93 million miles away. Then they say hell is 10 times hotter than the sun, but it's closer than the sun. And then he asked the question, brother, how is it that the sun is able to melt snow, but hell can't? Man, that didn't make no sense. I said, man, I have to think about that then. So it started to make sense. And then when it talks about a snake talking, then it talks about the, a, a donkey talking and things. I said, oh, man, I've been bamboozled. They, 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 they know I'm not, I've been bamboozled. I've been tricked, man. And then they tell you about this tree, this tree of life. And then they tell you that a snake was tricking Adam and Eve. And then once I learned that, hold on, Adam is represents the conscious mind. Then she represents the subconscious mind. You know how we riding on the radio and you hear a song. You listen to this song so much you end up, you, you know the whole song now. So y'all ain't trying to listen to Cardi B. You weren't trying to remember the whole song, but because it's been so in vain in your mind, now you know the whole song consciously. So when I began to see the Bible that way, it made a lot of sense to me. And one thing I really didn't understand, though, was the reality of God. And I get to that at first. But what helped me out on social media, as they said, um, my father and my mother, was they, they didn't want me to come into the Nation of Islam. That's the part I didn't tell y'all. I got cussed out like some of y'all probably did. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was eating pork. You know, I, 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 and listen, that's why I don't be condemning my brother because I was just in that life. I was eating chilies with hot sauce. Y'all probably don't know. For some of y'all probably were born in the Nation. I wasn't. Chilies with hot sauce, pig in the blankets for breakfast. You know how we was doing. And so when, uh, when I started to learn about Islam, I started listening to the minister in the house, and I couldn't listen to the minister. He said, man, turn it off. We Baptists up in here. You know, we wouldn't even listen to no church, you know, the whole time, but now we Baptists because I'm listening to the minister. And so, um, you know, breakfast time comes around, right? So they trying to be funny. I say, no, nah, you know, I, I, I don't really eat bacon no more. I don't eat sausage no more. You know what they told me? Well, you better go eat at Farrakhan's house. You ain't going to be eating up in here. I said, oh, man, y'all going to do me like that? <laughs> so, you know, but, but what I do, uh, brothers and sisters on social media, to really reach our people, I use a cheat sheet. How many of y'all got Facebook in here? What is the first thing you see on Facebook when you're about to make a post? It say, what's on your mind, right? Well, if I know what's on your mind, I know the answers I need to give you. So when I'm looking online, oh, he ain't paid the bills. I, he, they ain't nothing. Black man ain't nothing. 
Then you got this over here. Man, they hating on me, man. I'm finna just get this money. Then you got them over here, man. I don't want to go to school. So as I'm looking at our people's problem, I'm saying, okay, well, let me go find the clip of the minister where he's already given the answer to this. Right. Let me go find the answer from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad where he's already told us how we could have prevented this. So this is how I do. This is what be happening. They'll be scrolling on Instagram or they'll be scrolling on Facebook and they'll say, oh, my God. This is a coincidence. This is right on time. I'll be like, yeah, I know. I, I read the post you made two hours ago telling all of your business. So that's a good tip that we can use on social media, man. If you see our people uh, with drama and gossip, don't just say, man, look at these crazy niggas. No, let's go get the answer for our people since we already have it. Since we said we got the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, let's go give them the answer. So like I said, I didn't I didn't know or realize that God wasn't in the sky in the sweet by and by after we die. I thought God was some sky daddy up in the sky above the clouds saying, I want you to be poor. OK, and I want you to be wealthy. OK, I want you to have a good relationship. I want you to have a bad relationship. I thought I wasn't in power. You know, and, and to be honest, man, as a child, it really hurt me once I found out the reality of God. Have y'all ever played Grand Theft Auto or Sims? I thought that's what God was doing with us. I thought he was controlling us. Like, okay, I want you to go do this. I didn't know we had really control. But once I realized from Dr. Wesley Muhammad that God was a being with force and power. And that Allah is he who is supreme in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from our Savior as a ride from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I found out that I am somebody that can control my life. How I, whatever decisions that I make determines the outcome of my reality. That's why I love the quote where he said, our people live in a slum because the slum lives in our mind because how we live is based on the thoughts that we have. And you know, we, we get to realizing, man, how come I'm so poor? Because of the mindset that you have. When you look at millionaires, their language is different. They don't say, I can't afford it. They say, how can I afford it? They don't say, I can't do it. They say, how can I do it? Some of us, when you say, I can't, in your mind, you, create, you, you kill your creative mind. But when you say, how can I do it? Your creative mind starts to think, and then you begin to will things in existence, and you have that power. And we'll get down to that as well as well. So we talk, and you heard all of us say that God came in the person of Master Fraud Muhammad. And I had no idea how this was, how this was possible. You know, I asked the same question the lost found say, well, I can, well, can he make a car appear out of nowhere? You know, can he put a new moon out there? Can he put a new sun out there? Y'all seen that commercial that said, like a good neighbor, stay from his... And they pop up with a cow. I thought that's what God's supposed to be able to do. Well, if you God then make a thousand dollars, come over there, let me do it. You know, you no, know, that's not real, okay? We got to get into reality here. So the minister said, does a world that is seen in a world that is unseen. Everything that you see is related to something that is unseen. And thoughts are the real thing. So if we got clothes on today, we wearing somebody's mind. This podium right here, I'm, on, I'm talking into somebody's mind. Everything that you see in existence is from the womb of somebody's mind. So the same way we came into existence from the triple darkness of our mother's womb, that's the same way ideas are formed in the triple darkness of your mind. But you have to work to bring these things into fruition. So the reason we can't be successful, the reason that we can't accomplish a lot of things, because it's not even on our minds. We don't even write it down every day. Some of us are literally robots. The minister said we are going through life without an aim and a purpose. So, you know, we got, you know, we know I'm going to work. Okay, I'm going to work for nine hours and I'm coming home. I'm going to ask the child, did he do this homework? I'm not even going to check it. I'm going to just say, hey, you do your homework? Okay, you did your homework. Then I go to sleep, then I get back up, and then I love Fridays. You know why they love Fridays? Because I get a free weekend. I'm off the plantation. Then on Sunday, I'm miserable again. So it made me wonder, I said, why are y'all telling me 
to go to school, get a good education so I can get a degree and work for somebody else when I'm looking at your miserable life every week. You want me, you mad at me because I done dropped out of college. You mad at me because I don't want a job, but it's really your fault because you showed me that you've been miserable. You showed me this is not a life that I really want. That's why they want to be rappers and basketball players. Why? Because they're exercising force and power. They're showing that I can put my mom in a new home if I do this. All right, you, I can, I can give me a new house, I can give me a new car, I can get all the women. Not saying that's what we should be doing, but this is what they showing them. They showing them force and power. They showing them what a God really is. So you can talk this God stuff. I'm the original man, the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, cream of the planet earth, God of the universe. But you got to show me God now. Let me see this force and power you talking about. Let me see you building now. Let, we can talk about peace, God. You know I am a law. Okay, well, let's see if you can make things happen. Let's see if you can control somebody. Let's see if you can move somebody and make them do the right thing, not the wrong thing. Because a lot of us, uh, our, our gun is the real God. So the reason we got the gun is because we ain't got the real power. They don't respect you. They just respect that gun. But when you become a guy, you able to have that kind of intelligence and that kind of wisdom to where you can move people to the right thing with just your words, with just your mind. So the minister said you can touch electricity, but it's conducted through that which you can see. The best conductor of electricity is gold and silver, but it's too expensive to put in a building and to and con uh, conduct that electricity. So he said they use copper. Right. So he says the copper dies. But does the electricity die? You can see the copper, but you can't necessarily see the electricity. For example, I see some lights on over there. There was some lights on in the back. There's a light on in the bathroom. Right now, all of those are different conduits. Of the light, of the electricity. Any electricity, uh, electrician, y'all know what I'm saying. So, I can take out, I can knock a light bulb out. And that light bulb may be off. But did I knock the electricity out? No, the electricity is still going. It's still going in somebody else. Now, this is going to hit y'all pretty hard, I think. It hit me when I first thought about it. How do I get this light to come back on that was knocked out? I got to change the light bulb. Well, don't the Bible say, be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds? Don't the Bible say, as a man think it, so is he? So I know what you was thinking when I said, we all gods. You said, well, my cousin Ray Ray, he ain't no God. He just robbed me of $50 and he still ain't paid me back. God don't do that. Well, the same way you got to change the light bulb for that light to come on, you got to change Ray Ray's mind. You got to change Ray Ray's thinking. And then that's how you can get him to be a God again. That's how you can get him to shine that light again. So a lot of times when we dealing with money issues, it's not that we need more money. You know, because you ask your, your cousin or your uncle, can I have some money for the rent? Not forgetting, but if you didn't have enough skills or you didn't have enough money to pay the rent this month, how are you going to get enough to pay next month? So how are you going to pay me back? So it's not that I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give you a skill. I'm going to give you value. And once you increase your value, now you can increase the money to do something for yourself. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, self first, then others. All praise due to Allah. So it says spirit isn't independent of material. So the finite body dies, but the infinite wisdom lives. I heard an old, an old lecture of the minister. The minister said, I am not a hypocrite by saying that we don't worship the flesh of Master Father Muhammad because we don't. He said he was promised to live 400 years, but what the children going to worship after 400 years? No, it's the knowledge, wisdom and understanding that's going to be passed down. That's why he says I can't die. So the minister is not spooky. What he's saying is the same knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that I have, I'm going to give it to the youth. I'm going to give it to the children. And then when they raise up, you're going to be here in Farrakhan as long as you live. So y'all can say y'all going to deny me, but I'm still going to be here. 
And so when you think about it, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that man is mine, right? Now, if man is mine, it said Christ had the mind of God eventually, right? But then it said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. So let's just do the math. They taught us math in school. Now, the devil did teach us some math now. It's an addition. Now, if Christ got the mind of God, then it said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Who mind do I have if I submit? I got the mind of God. So once we submit and die and let him live in us, when I see you, I should see the father. That's what that means. So when they said, Jesus, when are we going to see the father? He said, man, I've been around you all this time and you ain't seen the father. That's how it should be for us. So I'm not worried about, you know, what, what we going to do when the minister depart? Who going to be the next leader? I said that during the last lesson. I said the only reason we looking for a next leader because we looking for the next man to blame. We looking, man, he done gave us everything we need, man. We don't need nothing else. We got the knowledge. We got the wisdom. We got the understanding. All of us should be gods after him. All of us should govern ourselves. We already have the structure built. We already have the nation built and we can sustain ourselves. We don't necessarily need his physical body to be here. Cause I, and this is how, how I cope with it. I don't see him every day anyway. When I do see him, it's on uh, YouTube. I can still watch YouTube after he gone. So we still got this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So we shouldn't be worshiping a man anyway. We should worship the, a lot of the power that's inside of him. And you know what? How many of y'all got the book Closing the Gap? So before I actually physically met the minister, people used to ask me all the time, have you met the minister? I said, oh yeah, man, I see him every day. I meet him every day. They say, man, man that's crazy. how you do that? I said, if you get the book, Closing the Gap, it says the heart, mind, and soul of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So every time I read that book, I'm meeting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And that's how we should think as well. So we know, we say point number 12 said, we believe that Master Far Muhammad, or Allah came in the person of Master Far Muhammad, right? I was looking at an interview by Brother Neri. He said, well, man, we're going to have to move that to point number 13, 14, 15, 16. Why is that? Because if we let Allah live in us from his knowledge, then we're going to say the, the, the Allah came in the person of uh, you. It came in the person of you, came in the person of you. So once we submit to that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, we all should be gods. We all should exercise force and power. We all should be able to create our own environment as a people so we don't have to depend on somebody else to do for us what we have the power to do for ourselves. So what attracted me was that it wasn't a religion, that it was actually a way of life. And the true religion of Allah is Islam. I'm going to repeat that again. Some of us, I know all of us not fighting Islam here. But it said the true religion of Allah is Islam. And check out this question that the minister was asked one time during his lecture. It says, do you know or do you know that the Quran says Allah won't accept nothing besides Islam? How many of y'all read that before in the Quran? Yes, so they asked the minister, well, why when you go speak at these Baptist churches, you're not telling them, you're not warning them, hey, God, you got to go follow Islam. Man, the minister so wise, he says, what is Islam? Islam is obedience to do the will of God. A Muslim is one who submits their will to do the will of God. Islam is simply peace. So if you submitting your will to do the will of God, the Most High, Jehovah, whatever name you want to use, we ain't going to argue about some done, but thy will be done. When they came to Jesus and said, good master, he said, hold on now, pump your brakes. Not, he said, hold on, why do you call me good? None is good but God alone. So if that is your mindset, but you call yourself a Christian, if that's your mindset and you call yourself a Hebrew Israelite, you're all right because you still submit your will to do the will of God. So that is Islam. So the minister is not tripping off topics or titles. So the reason we are in this condition that we're in is because we are disobedient to that will of God. We have the power to say no. So the son, the son can't say, God, I ain't going to rotate today. 
Okay? The bees say, I ain't going to pollinate today. Animals, see, they, they, they moving off of instinct. But us, we have to move off thinking. We can't move off of emotions. We have to think mathematically. So how do we get up to being a God? The scripture told us, he gave us a hint. It says, your ways, what? Are not my ways. Your thoughts, what? Are not my thoughts. So if that's what separates us from God, our thoughts and our ways can close that gap and make us God's again. So the way we think and the way we move and the way we're acting, that's what makes us God again by the way we think. So it says right here, our disobedience is what got us in this condition. So a lot of times we asking God, why am I in this condition? We see it on we see it on Facebook all the time. God, why me? Before we ask why we in this condition, we should say, how much have I submitted? Before we ask why anything is happening to me, we should say, how much, how obedient am I? Because it may be the reason that you're in this condition is due to you being disobedient. And that's one thing I learned about Islam when it talks about hell. It said heaven and hell is two conditions on earth, not somewhere uh, after you die, right? Not somewhere that you're going physically. So what I learned is hell is only a condition to purify you to come right back to God. So let's look at this. When you look at gold, you can't necessarily damage gold by burning it. What are you doing when you're burning gold? You're really purifying it. So the more you in that condition that you're in, you being purified back to God. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, maybe six of y'all know. Let me give you an example. Y'all ever, okay, this, okay, I don't know if I want to use that example. Have y'all ever, okay, I'm going to use that example. Y'all ever, when you was younger, I know you ain't doing this now. When you was younger, okay, you, you dealing with a girl, right? And she ends up getting pregnant. And she is not, or you thought she was about to get pregnant, right? You end up stepping up. You said you was going to go over there to Netflix and chill, but it went into something else, okay? Now, she, uh, you ain't heard from her, right? And she says, okay, I haven't had my period yet. In your mind, you go, you going to the church, you going to the mosque, you going to any God temple that you can, and you praying as hard as you can. Oh God, please let this not happen. This is an accident. If you get me out of this, I'm coming back to the Lord. I'm coming back to Jesus. You see, so that is a condition in your mind that you're going through to get you right back to doing the right thing. So if you are, uh, if you finna go to jail, if you are uh, finna get kidnapped because you done stole somebody money, you going back to the God and you are praying as much as you can. Can until he gets you out of that situation. Unfortunately, we should continue to praise him and worship him after we get out of our situation. But unfortunately, what we do, we say we're going to come back to church. But as soon as he get us out of that condition, we back to the Negroes that we was. But that's just a, a small example that we only in that condition of hell to purify us back. And that's how gold is. You don't burn the gold or damage the gold. It's only being purified. So it says, all oh, praise be to Allah. So it says, so the enemy wants our minds. He doesn't want us to think logically. He doesn't want us to really follow God. So it says in the scripture that the devil says, respite me until the day they are raised. The enemy doesn't want anyone to teach us this knowledge itself. The enemy doesn't want anybody that's going to stand up in our midst and make us want Islam, want God, want to do the right thing. So he says, respite me until the day they are raised. In other words, he's saying, delay my doom. So if they want our minds as a black man and woman, they want to control us and keep us down. So if we know every action. The minister said every action that we had is led by a conscious thought. So if every action is led by a conscious thought, if they have control of our minds, they have control of what? They have control of our actions. So we have to see, man, who mind am I in control of? So if, every, if we kill every enemy that we have on earth, they still going to be in power. 
I heard the minister say this one time, because you know in the, in, the, in the lessons it says, why does Muhammad or any Muslim murder the devil? You know, some, you know, we interpret that wrong. We'll think, okay, that means we got to go kill all white people. No, that is not what that means. Don't send yourself to prison and blame the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that one. But what it means is the mindset has to be destroyed. It's the white man's mind that needs to be destroyed. So if the white man is going off the planet Earth, the reason they still going to be in power because you got black white people. All skin folk ain't kin folk. The minister said, you're looking at black white. So we got politicians. If we got people in power, but they moving off the white man's mind, we still in trouble. Some of them be whiter than the white man. So we have to destroy that mindset. We have to destroy that, that devil within. We have to destroy those lower desires that we have. We have to deny ourselves and stop listening to that devil within that we have. That's what the real snake represents. In the scripture, it represents that crooked thought. So the same way a snake has to go crooked like this, it don't go straight. It represents the crooked thought in your mind that's going, uh, that's going contrary to the mindset that God is trying to give us. So they turned us inside out. So anybody who's trying to raise us up and turn us back around, they trying to destroy us. So they got this thing called the ADL list. Anytime somebody come up speaking truth, they call it hate. Matter of fact, they did, they, they uh, 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 shut down my YouTube channel, but they said because of hate speech. It ain't because of hate speech, it's because I had thousands and millions of people learning about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and, and was busting up that knowledge itself. So, Let's see how they turn this inside out. Any of y'all ever stole a dog before? Don't even raise your hand. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we're going to go down some steps. What you do when you sit in the dog? Now don't still listen. Go outside and say, Brother Ben has gave me the step. He gave me the blueprint. So when you first capture a dog, you steal the dog and you chain the dog up, right? The next thing you do, you get a dog a name, right? All right here's little Jimmy right here, right? Then you start to beat the dog and you beating this dog into submission because naturally when you get the dog, the dog know he's not yours because he barking at you. He's trying to get away, but you done, got, you, done, you done got the cage and you done put a little cheese in there. Or not cheese, you done put a little food in there. That's how they get us with this money. They get us what we want. So I always say the devil only gets us, uh, we, the reason we can't, uh, or the reason we won't be fooled by the devil is when we don't want what he has to offer. An example of that, they got McDonald's in every part of the hood, right? And every time I used to see a McDonald's, I stopped and got me a number 12 with sweet and sour sauce. That's, 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 that's the 12-piece that's the nugget, and I'm going to dip my, my sweet and sour sauce in it. But once I learned that it wasn't good for my body and it was fake meat, it came out of my mind. So now I can drive right past McDonald's, and guess what? I won't even know that it's there. Some of us don't even see a strip club anymore. Some, sometimes we don't see nothing that we was once seeing in the world. I'll give you an example. Any of y'all ever got a new car, and once you got that new car, now you see it everywhere? Yeah. Because now it's on your mind. So once we destroy these things and eliminate these things out of our mind, we won't even see it no more. So let's get back to this. We beating the dog, right? Beating the dog into submission. The dog becomes protective of the master and might even bark at his rightful owner. So now you done seen little pit bull again. And you said, come on, come on up out of there. Now he mad at you. He barking at you. Don't even know who his real master is. This is somebody who stole you. This is somebody who beat you. And then what? And then, so let's check it out. Let's check out what happened to us. We got captured, right? Chain this up, right? We got the last name Jones. Got the last name Petty. Got the last name Johnson. We don't even have our own name. They beat us into submission. And guess what we're doing? We're protecting the white man. We protect the white man so much. If we in public, we don't say white folk. You know what we do? Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? 
I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. We, we, we're pointing at our own hand. <laughs> we, we're going to point at the wall or something, but let, let you talk about it. You can say, I'm going to kill a nigga, I'm going to bust a nigga up. You can say nigga all day long, but let somebody say cracker. Some of y'all in here cringing right now because I'm saying white man. I ain't said nothing wrong. I ain't said nothing hateful. But just because I'm saying white man, you like, I don't, I don't know if I can come back to my little <laughs> So they've made us fear them, man. We really still fear them, but there's really no reason to fear them, man. We really have the power if we just unite. 98% of our problems could be solved if we just unite. And then here's the last thing about the dog. Well, the first thing is, you know how we get into the street. We say, what's up, dog? Why we don't say peace, God? It should be peace God instead of what's up dog and here go the killer right here. What's, what's man's best friend? Dog is the man best friend. No, dog ain't man best friend. God is my best friend and God should be y'all best friend as well. So they have turned us inside out but the honorable last mom has came to flip us back in. So that, so that naked truth is catching up to the well-dressed lie. And so look at how they set it up. That's why they don't like the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and they want to tell you that he is the reason for Malcolm X being murdered. I know y'all didn't think I was going to speak on that. They talk about it all the time on my YouTube. This is, this is their excuse. Yeah, I like what he's saying, but Malcolm X. Yeah, I like what he said, but Malcolm X. Well, y'all don't love Malcolm X more than Malcolm X's daughter. She met with the shooters. And they said that they wasn't a part of the Nation of Islam. They was a part of different police entities. So if you've seen uh, Sister Shabazz and, brother, uh, and, and the minister coming together and, 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 and consoling their problem, how come you can't console the problem? Because it's not necessarily about that. What you're really doing is trying to have an excuse or hold an excuse over your head so you won't listen to the man that I miss. Because a lot of them like to say, oh, I love me some Malcolm X, but you still eating pork? Right. Malcolm X was the truth. He, he, he found the truth. But you ain't doing nothing that he was doing. You ain't following nothing that he was following. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is saying everything he was saying, then some. And you don't want to follow the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So when he got killed, he was on a number one ADL list. Now they put him on stamps. Now every time you go to the hood, he got a street name. Same thing with Martin Luther King. It's, it's, a, it's a public record that the government assassinated Martin Luther King. But now you got the Martin Luther King day. Now you got the Martin Luther King thing. That's why they tell you so much about integration in school. I always ask children when I sing, what do they teach y'all about Martin Luther King? I had a dream that day that the little black boys, you know, they all want to tell you about the integration. How come they don't tell you he said that dream that I had that day has turned into a nightmare? How come they don't tell you that, I fear, that he said I fear I've integrated my people into a burning house? Because he said, look at how the minister broke it down. He said every time we came into their hotel, our hotels closed down. When we came into their restaurant, our restaurants closed down. And right out of slavery, he said we had 60 towns. Now, how was we able to have that right out of safe, but we don't have that right now? He said, that's because we don't know who the enemy is. If you look at the back of your brother back then, you can still see the whip on the back. 
But nowadays they give you a job, they give you a fruit crumb, they smile at you, and then now you think he is your, uh, your friend. He's still your enemy, he just changed up the system. So the same way you have a business, all praise be to Allah. So the same way you have a business, if anybody ever been in business, that when you become self-employed, you're doing everything by yourself, right? So as I, my business is the videos, I had to edit the videos by myself. I had to look at the videos. I had to download the videos. I do everything by myself, right? But if I want to make a business and scale this business, what I got to do now? I got to hire some employees. So let me put you in position. And before I hire an employee, I got to build a system. So once I built this system, now when I put you in position, all you're doing is following my mindset. See, so we already have in the nation of Islam, Master Fire Muhammad's mind. So on Mondays, you got men's class. We see we got our system. Wednesday, you got the time of what must be done. Friday, what you got? Self-improvement. Sister got class on Saturday. Then we got the meeting on Sunday. And we all going. So we got a system. We follow Master Fire Muhammad's mind. And we going door to door. Then he go door to door. Then he had little study groups. So we still carry on his mind. But we doing the same thing with the white man. So look at how he did. They said that they abolished slavery except... For punishment for a crime. So now let me put these guns in the hood. Let me put these drugs in the hood. Let me strip the jobs away from them. We know we got to eat. So if I got to eat, let me go sell these drugs then. Then it's a trap. Y'all, maybe the brothers didn't catch that. I said it's a trap. And we get on, we, and we get on Facebook. I'm talking about proud. I'm, I'm at the trap house. Do you know what you, you at the trap for real? They don't put the guns in there. They don't put the guns in there. And so what happens when they come bust you, you go into prison. And then, look at the trick. They take you to prison, then they say, you serve your time. Then when you come back out, you can't get a job because you went to prison. Damn, I just served the time. I thought that what they were for. So now when you come out and try to get the job, they tell you, you can't get the job because of your background. So what am I going to do as a man? I got to eat. I'm going to go back to what I know. Now they done got you again. Then they're going to get you again. And so we don't have the proper tools and knowledge to self to do something for ourselves. That's why the teachers are so important. Because instead of you uh, 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 begging for a job, you creating your own job. Instead of you begging for money, you chasing the guy within and the money going to chase you. That's what the minister told us. So I got a course online called I'm Money. Because I believe we are the greatest resource that we have. An asset is something that brings in money. A liability is something that takes out money. I am the greatest resource behind any money that y'all have. It has to be a human being. So I said all the time, I said, instead of me worried about getting a million views, instead of me trying to get all this advertising money, if one person in power seeing my video, they can put me on. Because the human resource is greater than any resource that we ever have. A human being. So instead of me chasing money, let me chase the guy within. Let me chase the skills within. Let me chase the talent within. And all that money going to end up chasing me. So it says in the scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. But it, I mean, I think we, we, we try to mix that up. We say we, we make it where it say seek ye second the kingdom of God. No, it says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So now when you're going out and you're doing the work first. And you're doing the work that God wants you to do. That is the protection that we're looking for. There is no mystery God in the sky. When somebody wants to attack you, they're going to set up a little secret shield that you got on the video games. No, when you serving God's people, God's people will raise up. Like they did back in the day for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. When they came out them, I heard they surrounded the mosque and said they better bring out the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan or it's going to go down in here. So that's how we get our protection. By serving God's people. And when you're going out and you're traveling the world, when you're serving God's people, some people say, man, you ain't got to pay for no hotel. You can stay right here with me. 
Man, you ain't got to pay for your food. You can stay right here with me. God has already blessed you with people. He said he's going to crave friendship of all walks of life. I know we be, I know what you thought. Oh, I, okay, he said he's he going to give us money. Okay, good homes. Friendship of all walks of life. So all I got to do is raise my hand and here it comes. Nah, that ain't how that works. We got to put work in first. And the minister is a prime example that we can do it. So they drop seeds on our minds, y'all, to get us to doubt. The snake in Genesis is the devil within. It is that crooked thought in our mind. And when you think about it was in the garden of Eden, Eden, the real garden is your mind. That's why you go first to what? Kindergarten. They dropping seeds on your mind. So let's say you want to be an engineer. Guess what they going to say? Oh, no, I think you should be a little carpenter or something. I think that would be best for you. So now they dropping seeds on your mind. So the minister said, hey, we got the organs in there like church. <laughs> so the minister said one time he was breaking it down, um, how you should bring your ideas into fruition the same way you bring about a baby. Right. So this is how he broke it down. He says, when you have a baby, the baby is hidden. The baby is being formed in triple darkness. And that's the same way that your ideas should be formed in triple darkness. And so what he said was sometimes you don't always want to tell what you want to do because people will try to get you to abort your baby. You know how you get a new business. They say, oh, this is my baby because you got to nurture it just like a baby. So what happens, sister, when y'all have when y'all get pregnant and you weren't supposed to y'all wear that black dress, right? You try to hide the dress. OK, you hide it. But what happens after eight months? Can you hide it then? Sure can you can't hide it, but that's the same way with your idea. See, once my idea is developed, once my idea is already rooted, I ain't got to tell you what my idea is. Guess what's going on? You're going to see my idea. So I ain't got to say it with my mouth. I'm going to say it with my feet. And after a while, because it's been so developed, it doesn't matter what you say to me because I'm already confident in what I want to do. So the same way they want to drop seeds on our young people when they want to be successful, all we got to do is develop it first. And then after you develop it, they ain't got nothing to say. That's the same thing that happened to me. When I came into the Nation of Islam, they said, oh, boy, them Muslims going to get you killed. Boy, you done threw away your life. You, you was going to be an NBA basketball player. You was going to go overseas. They thought I was going to have a lot of influence. But what God showed me, I got more influence now. I'll reach more people now than I ever would playing basketball. I've reached over 500 million people on social media with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And they joining all over the world. <laughs> Let me tell y'all this story right here. I'll tell y'all with my father, right? He didn't want me to listen to the minister. So now, <laughs> now all of his classmates is sharing my videos. Look at how everything turned, right? So they sharing the video. Now look at him. Boy, that's my son right there, boy. <laughs> look, his, his classmate tagging, he tagging, his classmate tagging him in the videos of the minister. And look, something happened two weeks ago, y'all. And I was, man, I almost broke down in tears, man. He texts me. Now, I never thought I'd get this kind of, I'm telling y'all, I ain't, I ain't telling y'all what he really would, how he really would cuss me out. But y'all, you know, what he said two weeks ago, he said, man, I watched the whole Savior's Day. He watched the whole Savior's Day and said, I think I'm ready to join. I said, man, that's crazy, man. Man, I was so surprised. And I heard that from 
the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, listened to his questions and answer one day. It was somebody that wanted to join the Nation of Islam, and they said, well, my, mother's, my mother and uh, my parents, my family don't want me to join. He says, don't go back home arguing with them. Don't go back home trying to throw away all the pork out the fidgeting, okay? He said, all you have to do is change your life. When they begin to see you saying, yes, ma'am, no, sir, things of that nature, when they see you beginning to clean your life up, they ain't going to have no reason but to bear witness to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So what he said, do as you cleaning your life up, he says, go back home, clean your room up like you never did before, leave the final call on the bed, and then leave. He said, your father's going to come in and read the newspaper. And he's going to say, boy, I've been telling this boy this crap here. Boy, I've been telling him this. So he says, after a while, they're going to come around. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, which is my favorite quote, you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. And once you put that clean one next to it, you ain't got nothing to say. They're going to choose the right one. The Bible says, John 14, 12, those who believe will do the works that I'm doing. So once you do the works that Jesus is doing, that's the man that they talking about, right? So when you in the streets and you in the highways and the byways giving life to the dead, making the blind see, making the deaf hear, making the dumb speak, they say, man, he, he, he. And then once you know the Bible more than they do, because I'm going to be honest with you. Any of y'all ever had MySpace before? Y'all know what MySpace is? Yes, you know when they say what your favorite book is? Yeah, I used to always put the Bible. I ain't read two chapters in the Bible. But I just thought that was the right thing to do. But when I came into the Nation of Islam, I learned more about the Bible in the Nation of Islam than I did being a Christian. So when I know how to break the Bible down more than you do as a Christian, they say, I guess for our country, teaching them something. They got to bear witness, friends. So we don't have to condemn our people. All we have to do is be good examples, and then they'll come around. So when they saw us going to the streets, you know, my father at one point was saying, man, you need to start traveling, going to Chicago. Then you see them dudes just get killing out there. Man, they chilling. They going to have y'all getting killed. I said, oh, man, that's a great, that's a great uh, uh, thought that you had. I said, they asked Jesus the same thing. Why are you sitting with the sinners? And look at what Jesus said. He said, it is not those who are healed that need a doctor. It is those who are sick who need the doctor. So what influenced me a lot that came into the nation of Islam is that we went door to door in the hood. Not just everybody who was doing good. See, it's easy to go to somebody who's doing good who already know God, but to get somebody who don't even believe in God, to believe in God, to get somebody who was a pimp and a murderer taking life, now he's giving life, oh man, you showing God now. So when you see the brothers and sisters in the church or wherever else get mad at the brothers because they got their pants out. You know what I said one day? Man, all you got to do is pull their minds up and that's what's on their behind going to come up right with it. So once we elevate their mind, hit on them britches. You know how granny say, pull them bridges up. Now, pull their mindset up, and they're going to come up. So look at this. The crooked thought in the mind is what, uh, 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 that represents the snake. So he says, uh, Brother Neri, he represents the conscious mind. She represents the subconscious mind. Now, check this out. The unconscious mind influences our behavior and experiences, even though we are unaware of the underlying influences. The unconscious can include repressed feelings, hidden memories, habits, thoughts, Desires and reactions and I gave y'all the, uh, the example when y'all listen to Cardi B I know y'all be rapping Cardi B on accident because they they tapping into your subconscious mind And you wonder man, what am I saying? And then your little daughter's rapping and y'all y'all might well just go and get the medicine album And just make sure that's playing at all time. Okay, so they can repeat that So while we always focus on the enemy sometimes we need to focus on the enemy Oh, y'all didn't catch that. I'm gonna I'm I'm slow it down a little bit for you Many of us are focused on the enemy but we're not focused on the inner me. 
see, so if the white man is grafted from us, that shows you that that is something that is also in yourself. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in 1974, he said the white man can easily say when you talk about me that you made me. You're the one who made me. I'm a lower characteristic of yourself. So they are really made as an example. So about two or three years ago during a holiday of atonement, the minister said this 6,000 year old rule that they have, that is nothing compared to the infinity of time. So if you see the imp imperfection in the white man, everything that you see in him is also in us. So in order for you to perfect something, you have to see the imperfection. And that's the same thing he said with ourselves. He said whenever you find uh, imperfection in yourself, you should find it with joy. Why? Because now I know what the vice is. Now I know what my weakness is. Now I know exactly where I need to go study so I can master that, so I can master myself. And that was important for me because, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, 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 we always say the white man. The white man, the white man, the white man. The minister said it's not the white man that uh, that is our problem. He said it's the fear of the white man that is our problem. In fact, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he have us so smart that he'll be wrapped around our finger and we wouldn't even know he was there. Well, the reason we won't know he was there because we were too busy building for ourselves, not looking at what he got going. So why should we continue to let our children rule over us? We are the mothers and fathers, y'all, of civilization. Yes, but the reason we can't see ourselves as that is because of the history that we're being taught. We're not taught about Mansa Musa. We're not talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Marcus Garvey, things of that nature. We're talking about everybody who wanted integration in black history. Now, we ain't even getting real black history. And we only get 28 days. How come we got to get the shortest month? So I don't call February Black History Month. Black History Month is this month, next month, the month after that, just like Mother's Day, Father's Day, all that. We should always be learning about Ourselves. Now we're going to get into the lecture. Dang, I took a long time. So in Surah 2249, it says, Allah helps those who help him. Everything that we do should be in accord with God on our minds. If I'm making money, I shouldn't be making money just to be making money. The minister gave us a beautiful formula that I use myself so I know it works. Uh, the minister gave us the still away method. The still away method is if you own a white man's job or anybody's job, don't use that. Don't let that be your destination. That should only be somewhere where you're getting money to put somewhere else to build your own business up. I got a brother named Derek Grace. He said it so well. He said infiltrate, educate, then vacate. So once you uh, infiltrate, you learn it's, it's infiltrate, educate, then vacate. So you're going into the job. If you want to have your own restaurant, what's the best way to learn? Go work at a restaurant. So I'm learning how the restaurant work. I'm educating myself. Then once I get up out, once I get all the education that I need, I'm up out of there. I'm building what I'm doing for myself. But some of us, we don't have that vision in our mindset. A lot of us don't have that thought process in our mindset, that destination to, to kind of uh, 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 determine our steps. So how many of y'all use a GPS today to get here? Everybody know about my number four. Then. Have y'all ever used a GPS before? So if you ever use a... If you ever use a GPS before, you put in a destination, right? right? Let's say you got somebody in your passenger seat in Siri who knows everything because they got the satellite, tells you to go left. If Siri, if, your, if somebody in your passenger seat tells you to go left, but Siri saying go straight, what y'all gonna do? Go straight, right? Well, that's the good thing to do because that represents probably God because God knows everything because he has that satellite. He's who's looking for him from above. But you know, the Bible says a lot of us fall short. All of us fall short of the glory of God, right? So let's say I did go left. Listen to my homeboy. He think he know a shortcut. He done ran us into a dead end. That's what happened in real life, right? 
What is your, what is your Siri going to do when you make that left? It's going to recalibrate. Now, y'all, y'all gave us an educational word. I was going to say reroute. Recalibrate. <laughs> hey, y'all are smart in here. So, so it's going to say reroute, right? It's going to tell you what? Make a U-turn. Turn right. You know what I mean? It's going to give you that. So that's how many of us have to be in our lives. We have to have a spiritual GPS in our lives so we can determine our step. So when a man or some devil come in our midst and want us to go left, we can look at our palm pilot and say, no, we're going to keep straight, pilot. And then if you give me to go left, I at least know how to get back because I at least have a destination. But the reason some of us don't know what we're doing, the reason some of us uh, are just doing anything because we don't have a destination in there. So if somebody say, come rob a store, I'm robbing the store. If somebody say, let's go kill somebody, I'm killing somebody because I don't know what I'm here for. I don't have no aim and a purpose, so I'm just doing whatever. So we all have to have an aim and a purpose. We all have to have a destination. That's how we're able to order our steps. Never should we wake up and talk about what's the play. I don't know if they said it out here, but in Dallas, that means what we're going to do today. Man, what we're going to do today, the play is do for self. The play is let's separate from this job that you're complaining about. The play is let's unite, let's grow our own food. You see what I'm saying? Let's get our own school system. Because I can teach you to be a good Muslim all I want to in the house, but if I'm sending you somewhere else seven to eight hours a day, somebody else gonna have a greater influence. So they twerking at the school. They cussing at the school and then you mad because he bringing it in the home. The minister told us as a mother, you ain't supposed to be working once you're pregnant or once you have that child. The man is supposed to create that environment and be the producer so she can do what she wants you to do, uh, what she's supposed to be doing. So I was, I was at a barber shop with Captain Dennis one time, and there was this man that said, man, these women ain't obedient, man. They not obedient, man. They not listening to us, man. They not submitting to our will. I said, man, uh, what are you submitting to? See, because how are we going to expect our women to submit to us, but we're not submitting to God? The minister says she is not made to submit to no fool. I thought it was gonna be a little quiet in here. I'm hitting the nerve, ain't I? We all I mean create this environment for the women to do these things because we're building up a nation. We're building up a nation of people that's gonna step into our position. So if we aren't building something as a nation, it's gonna be hard for us to make Muslims. It's gonna be hard for us to make righteous human beings because the devil is pulling on us so much through the movies, through the music, through the TV shows, through the building, I mean billboards, everything. So we have to create our own world and build the kingdom of heaven on earth. So it says here, there was a time when the minister was asked, how does he make his daily prayers? Being that he works so much. Because we're talking about Allah helps those who help him. Look at what the minister said. The minister said, no, I don't necessarily make the rakahs all the time. But he said, my work is the work of Allah, so I'm always in constant prayer. <laughs> Woo! That was a great answer, man. See, we have to realize what is the principle. So, so, so many of us get caught up in the rituals that we forget the principles. So if you just doing the rituals because somebody told you to, you becoming a religious slave. So do some of the orthodox Muslims that they say, say, oh, are y'all praying five times a day? Well, why are we praying five times a day? What is it for? Did you go to the east? Did you go around the car? But what is it for? When I asked them that, some of them say, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, man, you just a religious slave. The minister said the ritual is only a reminder of the principle. So if prayer is for being, keeping a lot on your mind, everything that I do is for a lot. So I'm always praying. So when they ask me, am I praying? I probably prayed a thousand times a day. That's when you was at work, you had to come back and pray. When you was going in the world, you had to come back and pray. But when the minister doing the work all day long, he always in communication with the God. And that's how we should be as well. So 
So I was recently looking at a video, and there was a time when somebody was mocking the prophet, painting a picture of him, right? And we see this on YouTube now, everybody conscious, so everybody want to do their little mockery, and they say they, they scholars, right? Look at what the minister said. He said, yes, that made us disappointed. Yes, we was upset about that. But you see, he said, you know what the greatest disrespect is? It's from those of us who claim to be Muslims, but we not represent. Those of us who claim to follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but we're not following properly the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So we see our people mocking the minister, mocking the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I know what you want to do. You want to go beat their door down. But we really should also beat ourselves down when we are not a proper representation of the minister because we hurt the minister more when we say we are following him. We hurt Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, more when we say we're following him, but we are not examples of what he wants us to be. Because they are already disbelievers. We know that already. But check out what the minister said as well. He said, how can we call them disbelievers if we didn't give them anything to believe in? So we got to make sure we're doing the work first before we get mad at anything else or anybody else. So again, my favorite quote from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is, you never have to condemn a dirty glass, just put a clean one next to it. And the more we put that clean glass next to it, all of the people that we're afraid of, that the people that the disbelievers are going to get, we'll get them by just our example. So when you see, man, you got your own school, they don't got their own school. Man, y'all got some land, they don't got no land. Man, you got character, they don't got character. Man, let me go on and choose this side because the minister said we are righteous by nature, wicked only by circumstance. So we put that God in them, that God voice in them, put that teaching in them, they'll eventually come around and that had happened to me as well. So Surah 459 says, Oh, you who believe, oh, obey Allah and obey the messenger and those in authority among you. And if you disagree over anything, refer to Allah and the messenger. Hold on, did it say refer to Facebook? I didn't get Refer to Instagram? Man, didn't it say that? And if you disagree over anything, refer to Allah and the messenger. Didn't say post it on Facebook so the world can see it. If you, be, if you should believe in Allah in the last day, this is the best way and the best result. So if we just follow the proper protocol that we already have, many of us will be successful. If we follow the structure that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan sacrificed his life to build back up, many of us will be successful. I heard the minister say one time he had problems in the mosque. I mean, this, we ain't all perfect, is it? Is, are y'all perfect in here? I don't care how many bow ties you wear, how many garments you wear, we all are working in progress. So our brother told me one time, he said, I'm going to get cleaned up, brother, before I can come in the nation, man, because I know y'all legit. I said, man, you ever took a bath, man, talking about you going to take a shower? No, man, this is the shower. Come on in here, man, and get cleaned up like we are, too. <laughs> we all trying to get clean, too, now. <clears throat> so, yeah, man, you know, we have to, we have to continue to think about that uh, when it comes to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because if we begin to think that we have to be perfect, then we'll begin to down ourselves. We'll begin to leave because we think you're looking at somebody else who's falling in line and he's all good, but you don't know what his vices are. It may be just something that you can't see. So we have to stick and be brother. So if I say, how you feel? How you feel? But some of us ain't fine.
See, so we're being trained sometimes to say we fine, which is a good thing. We should have that on our mindset to be fine. But some of us have to be willing to go to your brother and say, man, I'm going through it right now, man. We got to be willing to go to our sister and say, man, I'm going through it right now. I need your help. We already told that there's no mystery, God. God works through human beings. So if you're going through something, don't be afraid or have too much pride to go to your brother and let him know something is wrong so we can fix it. We got to be fixed. How many of you in here would love eternal life? Raise your hand. I'll raise both of mine. I want eternal life. Okay, now how are we going to get eternal life? Let's look at what Jesus said. A certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And of course, here goes Jesus going again. Why do you call me good? None is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mo- and thy mother. I'm pretty sure some of y'all heard that from my Hebrew Israelite brothers online. You know, follow the law, brother. Follow the laws and statutes. That's all we got to do. Well, let's look at what Jesus said. The man replied, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. So this is what we kind of say to the minister. Man, I'm keeping the law. I'm coming on Wednesday. I'm coming on Friday. I'm coming on Monday. I'm coming on Sunday. Look what Brother Maddox said. He said, if you go into church every Bible study, you go into Sunday, you go in every mosque, but you're not doing anything to build the kingdom of heaven on earth. God said, I mean, the devil said, oh, he, that's my nigga. He on my team. Why? Because you're going to the, to, the, to, the, to the mosque, you're going to the study group, but once you leave, you ain't doing nothing. So it says obedience is the highest form of sacrifice. You know how some of us do. I ain't going to come on Wednesday, but I'm going to give a little charity, though. I ain't going to go door to door, but I got $50, though. No, man, the minister don't necessarily want our money. He want our time and our energy. You understand what I'm saying? God don't necessarily want our time. God don't necessarily want our money. I mean, he want our time and our energy. He want us to give effort. So instead of us sacrificing, we just need to be obedient. So it says here, look at what, look at what Jesus said. When Jesus heard him say that, he says, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Look at this. Look at the man went excited after that. Damn, I gotta go sell. I gotta go sell papers. God, man. I gotta go throw the dough. I gotta sell beans, man. Okay, look. Look at what he said. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. So the first thing we have to do, brothers and sisters, is deny ourselves. That's the first thing Master Father Muhammad did. He denied himself. He came and left paradise. So it says here. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Why did he become so sad but he was so happy about eternal life? That's because he had desires of his own. When we make our will, God's will, no matter what God tells us to do, I'm happy with it. That's how we have to think. So the only reason he was sad is because he was very wealthy and that was one of his desires is to be wealthy. We got to be willing to give it all up. You know, so when I when I hear people say, Brother Ben, what, what uh, 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 do I got to do this? Here go the mindset again. Do I got to cut my dreads, brother? Do I got to stop eating pork? Do I got to stop? See that, you see that kind of mindset? To me, that's somebody that ain't really ready yet. My mindset was, what do I got to do to join the nation of Islam? Not what, what I got to give up. You know, you trying to see what you can keep. If he said, go ball, Brother Ben, I'm, 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 I'm putting my Michael Jordan on. I'm, I'm, uh, that would have been hard to do, but y'all know what I'm saying. It would have been hard to do. Jesus said, what, uh, whoever wants to be my disciple, a disciple must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So we have to deny ourselves. How many of y'all want to be a member of Bedside Baptist this morning? 
Y'all know what bedside Baptist is. You go to church this morning? Yeah, I went to church this morning. What, which one you went? I was on, I was watching the live stream. I was watching the way, I listened to it on the radio. You didn't want to get up and start that car and come on down with your people. You gonna, I'm going to get it from the bedside. When I came in, I was afraid of selling papers, y'all. It probably don't seem like it, but I'm really an introvert. If anybody ever around me outside of me making a video, if y'all know all my videos is by myself too. And I created another character. If y'all ever seen me talking to myself and it's me, it's really because I got 21 brothers and sisters and I only know five of them. And I, was, and I grew up in a, as the only child. I only know about 30% of my family. So I'm not really talkative like that. I'm an introvert. So when they said we got to go door to door, I was a little afraid. Like, man, I'm not used to saying, hey, how you doing? My name is Brother Ben. I'm used to somebody coming to me. But I had to deny myself. And what I found is the more I denied myself, God came into me to where it wasn't Brother Ben anymore. It was God walking through me. And it gave me the strength to go out and do the work that we have to do. Another thing I had to deny, unfortunately, was the pork. As I said, I, 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 I had them chillings. With, and you know what's crazy about chillings, y'all? I knew it smelled like boo-boo. I knew it. And when I came in, I'm like, man, this stink. But I ate it anyway. That's how dead I was. I said, I know it smelled like boo but I'm eating it anyway. Where the hot sauce at? I... Another thing we had to deny is Christmas. I done got, look, it done got quiet. God, look at this here, man. It's Christmas. You know how we do. This is how we do now. I ain't going to buy you nothing, cause we, but you can give me something, though. You give me, if, Auntie, if you want to give me something, you can give me something. Here go another one. It's going to hit home. Now, you know, do, do we, we taught that Muslims don't celebrate birthdays, right? Uh-oh. Look at what we do. It's my, it's my born day. I ain't, ain't going to say birthday. It's my born day. It's, it's my earth day. You know what I'm but we funny, but so we we have to deny ourselves, man, for our desire. The minister said that is vain. When you think just because you have turned a new age that somebody should give something to you. The minister said the only time, you know, we really celebrate birthdays because of what you've done for the world. We celebrate you being born, but just because you turned 26, you don't deserve no gift. And, and when I came into the Nation of Islam, I really seen the signs of that. I've literally seen somebody get mad at his mother because she didn't give him something for Christmas. The whole day he was mad at her. I'm talking about he making Facebook posts. Forget my, you know how we do, forget my family, man. I, ew, I just want to go away. Yeah, that's how I was when I was young. You know when you get a whooping? When you get a whooping, man, you go in and you can't slam the door. You got to go like that and right at the end, you close it. And you think about, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, I'm sick of them. I don't know why we be doing that, man. We have all kind of thoughts going through. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about on Facebook, he was mad. Oh, my family don't do nothing for me. Oh, my. Just because he didn't get a Christmas gift. So it really makes us vain and really gives us a sense of entitlement. Yeah. In closing. In closing. I want to talk about will, and then we're going to close on up. Because I know what y'all are thinking, man. This is going to be real hard. You know, we got to build our will. The Quran, the Quran says constantly, reminds us that Allah simply says, be and it is. He said, but this is not some spooky abracadabra open the sesame thing. When Allah God says be, he summons the power of his own being, his creative mind and will to bring about that which he wills. When Allah says be, this is an expression of his will, but it's more than just an expression of his will. He arranges forces, resources, angels and people according to a plan to bring about the fruition of his will. And we can do the same thing. It's not something that just pops up. It may take six days, may take 90 days, may take six years, but we have to be patient with ourselves. So if you're trying to get over an addiction, 
the best thing to do is don't go where the addiction is. You tired of drinking alcohol? Stop going to the clubs. You tired of stop smoking weed? Stop going around the people who smoking weed. Get with a people. Get with a person who is strong and then stay around them. You know, it, it kills me when people say, man, I can't go all day without smoking. But if I play a whole, if, you know, that's sometimes I play basketball all day with people. They had smoked the whole day because we was busy playing basketball. There was an example that as long as you keep your mind on doing something positive, you will destroy that negative thought in your mind. So we have to arrange the forces that we have and the resources that we have. So today, when we ask someone to obey Allah's God's will, some of us, it's like asking us to deny our own right to think. An act of independence. Will you obey Allah God's will? The people say, I don't want to be a slave. I ain't obeying God's will. I'm independent. You know what they say on, on Instagram, the conscience. I'm free-spirited. I'm, I'm moving off the spirit. I'm moving off the universe, right? So he says, you free-thinking fool. Brothers and sisters, I do not mean to insult you, but if you think that you are a free-thinker, you are absolutely foolish. Today, the government of the United States of America is spending millions of dollars to perfect the art of mind control. There are millions of dollars in the development of new and sophisticated drugs that they can put in the water and put in the food that makes you easily submissive. Y'all ever seen those commercials where it say if you take this drug and you get suicidal thoughts? Go to the doctor. How they know every day you're going to have suicidal thoughts? Because they know it can control your mind. So... Some of us, when we come into Islam, we say, man, I like, I like the minister, but I ain't really getting down with all them rules y'all got. I don't know if I can submit to these rules. Y'all got six flags out here? Y'all ever went to six flags? And when you got into the seat, you know, the, 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 the law is to put the bar down, right? How many of y'all ever got into the seat and said, nah, I'm free spirit. Get this bar up off me, man. And get this bar up off me. Why do you keep the bar down? You keep the bar down because on this roller coaster, you're going to go up, you're going to go down. It's going to be a rocket roll. You're going to go upside down. That's the same thing with our life. God has given us this bar, which is the law, because he know our life going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to flip upside down. But as long as we stay with God, we're going to be in our seat. And I want to end y'all off with the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because we're talking about Allah's help, right? He says, we'll never go wrong serving the people of God. Whatever we can do to make life better for our suffering people, one degree, God will make life better for you. Never think that you are losing by giving. Every time that you give, you are gaining with God. The best thing you can give them is the word that you receive that raised you up, brothers and sisters. Thank you all for listening to the message. Assalamualaikum. Hey family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get Private Banking Blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? 
It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Bank and Blueprint. All of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com. Visionbundle.com and take action today.